0: last week was just white t-shirts and hey
1: i got a white t-shirt i can take my i can take my polo off this is k-12 tech talk k-12 tech talk the podcast by k-12 techs for k-12 techs real conversations real arguments and real banter on trending k-12 technology topics and issues live from the somethingcool.com studios this is episode 91 of the K12 tech talk podcast i am josh i am back ready to go with me as always is chris and mark well i guess chris sometimes they're each part time but whatever we'll we'll forgive that tonight what? we were we were both here <clears throat> last week i know because yeah. i was part time last week i know um so zero-time. how's it going Zero time. You weren't here at all last week. I know. I, well, true. It wasn't part-time I wasn't here. Correct. What's going on, fellas? Anything fun? fun? Fun. What is fun? No, I'll tell you what fun is. The bourbon collection that Jeremy from somethingcool.com has left in the green room. I am enjoying a very, very nice bourbon. Oh, shoot. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it's it's really, really tasty. Uh, my son is going to go get the bottle. Um, so, <laughs> Jeremy, we appreciate. Uh, Literally,
0: just saw your son uh, in the background just get up and bolt yeah, out knows. of the room. He, so he he's excited.
1: He knows the cues. Um, Jeremy, we appreciate the 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 uh, funding of the Green Room Bourbon Collection. Uh, because he we sent
2: all- me Mountain Dew the mystery flavor for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> it's mount it's, it's, no, the, that'll, it's that'll, the zero, it's the zero. It it tastes like you know those white, those white airheads.
1: Yeah, the mystery flavors. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's what this yeah. mountain dew tastes like.
1: So what's the flavor, cherry? Mystery. Oh, okay. Does Jeremy know the flavor?
2: No, the can says mystery. Right, but Jeremy sent it, whatever.
1: We're gonna go down this road. The Mountain Dew can <clears> itself <throat> says mystery. Okay. But there's That's a flavor. the name of the flavor? My, my bourbon is Ben Holiday. It's a fine Missouri bottled and bond bourbon, and it is tasty. I'm drinking a, a, uh, a Lord Hobo. It's a
0: local beer. Nice. 617. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. drinking Mountain Dew Voodoo 2022.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. What's going on? I guess the big thing in the news the last week and a half, or the last week since I've been on the show with you guys. Uh, you did such a very good job last week talking nine one one. And did you even um, listen to it? I listened to portions of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, did he? Did he listen to the end? No, I did not listen to the end. Do I need I listen to listen? Oh. I did not. No, I did not. Okay. Do I need to? I. No, okay. no, 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 no. Nothing, nothing cool, at the end. Nothing By the look on Mark's face, I need to go back. Um. I guess one of the big things that has come out in the last week or so has been this FEMA grant thing um, that was released. That Was it on the 16th or last week? So the high and low of this FEMA cybersecurity grant for state and local governments is that each state has been allocated dollars. Uh, but there's a there are certain hoops that the states have to jump through to get those dollars and make them available and grant monies to state and local governments, which K-12 it qualifies for. Um, one of those things is a committee and setting a cyber plan, yada, yada, yada. Um, there are also hoops that the applicants must jump through. They have to, I was reading it today, they have to subscribe to some of the free services from the ms including their vulnerability scanning and the cyber hygiene scanning. Um, so if you think that you are going to apply for this grant through your state, um, one, it's going to take a little bit of time because the state has come up with a cyber plan and have it approved. Um, through FEMA and CISA first. Um, but one of the things that you will have to do is you will have to sign up for Sci High or Cyber Hygiene from MSISAC, as well as um, vulnerability scanning from MSISAC. So just be ready for that. Uh, and then it's up to each state to kind of set the strategic path as to what they're going to cover for that grant process over the next four years. So so just to
0: clarify so districts are not applying directly to the grant.
1: Correct. And that was that was my original understanding was that districts could directly apply and that is not the case. It is up to the state to apply but they first must create a cyber plan that says what they're over the next 4 years what the plan will be, what they're going to try and address, what key critical controls they're going to try and address. And then um, once that plan is accepted or approved by FEMA and CISA, then the state can roll out the, the the dollars to state and local government. And that's that's the other important thing to remember here is it's not just K-12. It's state government. It's local government. It's county government, right. city government. So... Um, I think the, the number is, with something like 80% of the dollars allocated to the state must be handed out to SLTTs. Um, and, and in our state, it's, it's only 3.8 million. So when you do the math, mm-hmm. that's not a lot of money when it comes down to it. And that's based on population. Um, so obviously like states like California will, will have a higher dollar amount because they have more population. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next 4 years. So, yes, the K-12s are not directly applying with FEMA or CISA for this money. It's the state that has to do it. Okay. Anything else going on?
2: I so to recap the episode that you didn't listen to, um after learning from Mark about 911, yeah, um, at the federal level and the whole bit, and and all that great investigative work that Mark did, Josh, um, did you we listen? started. Did you listen,
1: uh, did to, you parts, listen? to parts? To mm, parts. Okay. Oh, this yeah. is terrible.
2: Um. So we, I, I've looked up all the DIDs that we have available, and I basically allocated so many to each uh, building, and we're gonna start. Um. Basically, what we kind of talk through of different areas, not necessarily all the way down to the classroom, uh, but different areas we're going to mark up for nine one one. You know, so it's going to say high school, bottom floor, science wing, that kind of thing. Um, and we have a, I have a <clears throat> path. We have enough DIDs to cover every area like that, like we would like. We're going to do that as an initial round, and then kind of do the investigative work of how many more DIDs would be needed if we wanted to get to every single room. Classroom.
1: <laughs> So are you going to do it based on building, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, So like, you know,
2: so right now, right now, today, internet connection is unstable. Yeah. Your internet. Yeah. 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 It's it's happening
1: to you. It's not Mark and I. Terrible. (laughs) Did
2: you guys catch anything I said? Why don't you turn your camera
1: off? Um, kind of, (laughs) sort of. Think My camera has something to do with my internet connection. Absolutely. Um, we got the part where you think you have enough DIDs to cover what you're wanting to do, and you're going to look at expanding the classrooms later.
2: Yes. So right now you dial 911 is the case for most schools. It's just going to give like the per building kind of thing. Yeah. I'm imagining a lot of schools just give a per district uh, kind of thing. But we're going to break it down to at least levels, uh, different locations um, and get that. Published and recognized by our nine one one, and get that tested out, and then we'll end up doing it per classroom down the
1: road. That's cool. So, are you passing at ad- physical address or what? I yeah, I guess it would make sense to pass physical address, right?
2: Yeah, it pass physical address, and then you get so many characters for a description. Gotcha. We do the thing. I'm sure a lot of carriers do it. I I I log in. So we use AT and T. Uh, for our phone stuff and I can log into an AT&T 911 portal and that's where I go through all the DIDs that we have and you literally type in what you want the 911 center to see really yep
1: we have a different carrier and I can't say that we have anything that nice
2: and it's it's a little bit involved to do and it's
0: well talking about two factor stuff it's two factored
1: up oh
0: my God. Goodness. On the next episode we oh. talk about Chris upgrading his home
1: internet. Uh, no kidding. His kids so are fun. probably playing some video game and it's it's Borking his Zoom it's connection on I don't know what's going key on. Key fob. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he still care, you know. Oh, that's hilarious. Random key fob here every, every now. <laughs> Oh, now, he's, now he's muted. He's just going to listen his laptop. He's going to have a little fit. And he's he's yelling be- to his family get off the internet. <laughs> Who's downloading music? <laughs> Yeah, that's you can the the Chris household is uh, he's he's given them a it's probably his dog his dog always barks in the background.
0: He just um, added, "I hate you guys." Yeah, exactly.
1: So he can hear us talking
0: about him, but he cannot chime in until his kids go, which is right fine.
1: Now. It's more than appropriate. So we had, we had an interesting um, scenario this morning. I we got an email from our one of our SROs that they were alerted to an issue of some they they assume this is happening from someone overseas that is making a phone call to different districts different school buildings around the country and pretending to be someone inside the building saying that there's an active shooter in the building and then you know that gets the secretary worked up and calls 911 so the cops show up so they're calling it kind of a swatting type um event So our SRO sent out an alert to all of our secretaries and our building administrators today to, Hey, be on the lookout for this. Typically it's um, someone that may have a, an accent or, you know, they, they play the part. Well, as far as being excited, they sound excited, they're breathing quickly, stuff like that. Um, So we pushed out a setting on our phone system that allows calls to be recorded in the, in the, some, in the instance that that would happen so now we've kind of showed our secretaries today how to do that call record feature to where when they hit that it it immediately starts recording and missouri is a one-party state so everything's on the up and up here um they when they end the call it actually dumps the recording into their voicemail and then i can go back later and and get it if i have to did you have you heard anything about that mark wow no that that feature you just described is pretty incredible um but no.
0: So, so swatting I've heard of, but what you just described is kind of a, a a little bit of a change to that. So if you're not familiar what swatting means, it swatting means literally like the SWAT team. Uh, right. So somebody will call uh, the local police, usually use some kind of service to mask where they're calling from, pretend to be, I'm going to pretend to be Josh calling in reporting. I just committed this crime, you know, obviously a, a heinous crime, in order to get the SWAT team to make a massive response to that person's house. Uh, and then the SWAT team will enter in their a person's residence and, and, and obviously will you know, from there could can be a very dangerous situation. So what you just described yeah. is actually a fake call into the school to then right. spark the secretary of the school to make that call to 911. So that's Correct. a, that's a huge, huge leap and a, a very scary situation to be in.
1: And I don't know how you protect against something like that. Like, because, I mean, if you operate under the assumption that every kid has a cell phone and any of them could end up calling the office and saying back? that you're back. Yeah. Chris is back. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you, you would protect against something like that. So wow. from, from the email he sent out that these people are, are masking their phone numbers. Um, and using VPN because the number that they end up that the authorities end up tracing back to comes back to a, a voice over IP service that's hosted. Yeah. So yeah, so it's just something to be aware of. Now I don't know where my SRO got that information from. Um, I haven't seen any other comments or any other stories about it, but uh I, I think it's worth noting. And if you have a call record feature, it's probably not a bad idea to to at least allow your secretaries to be able to do that because Lord knows secretaries get some crazy crazy phone calls and deal with uh some pretty contentious parents at times, right? Good good talk, guys. I'm nervous to talk. Did you figure out who in your house is using all your bandwidth? Oh re- really? Tinley? The Barbie app. Oh, Barbie. <laughs> I could see it. I really have no
2: idea. You know, <laughs> you, you guys know what would skin fix- anything I was saying? No, not really. We um, heard
0: like DIDs and then it was just like mumbling and then you just popped it with key fob. It was really yeah. funny
2: too because I'm thinking, like, man, am I like saying things, terrible Like, am I like, am I miss talking about 911 right now? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Oh, you know gosh. who could fix your wireless problems at home, Chris? I do know Provision Data Solutions, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. I, I was going to say for Derek over here to hook me up with some Aruba access points. Another proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast.
1: Obviously, they support my school well, but not so much my house. Derek and Jeff, get on that. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry, I was taking a big drink of bourbon. Um, yeah, so if you're in the market for just rock solid Wi-Fi, Check out Arubanetworks.com. Get a hold of your local SE or your local resale partner. Let them know that you heard about them on our podcast. Um, I've been using Aruba for the better part of 15 years, I think. Um, we ripped out an old Cisco AeroNet network at the hospital I used to work for some time ago. And uh, I have been with them ever since. I've been a happy, happy customer. And uh, I have no real intention of leaving because they are uh, pretty darn rock solid. Uh, And PDS, obviously, Derek and Jeff are just uh, great humans, and they know what the heck they're talking about. I actually had a meeting with Derek last week, so it was good seeing Derek and checking in with him. So if you're in the market for Aruba ClearPass, or you've got some questions about Aruba ClearPass, we've had people that listen to this podcast that are nowhere near Missouri, and they ended up calling Derek and Jeff with questions about ClearPass, and they were able to help them out. So it's pretty darn cool. So uh, check out ProvisionDS.com. Chris, you said you had a listener email, right? Yes. Let me get to it. I thought you were just going to leave it at yes. Good story.
2: Hey, side note, that's what I was actually looking up. So we are getting a new baseball field and a new softball field. Oh,
1: my God.
2: Yes. What?
1: Would it, would I, I'm having problems with my your baseball and
2: softball field right now. So we're going to blanket
0: Wi-Fi over oh the Oh, my God. Okay. The, wow, you just hit a sore subject with Josh. Very sore. Le- left very... field needs
1: Wi-Fi just like right field. <laughs> that that's, that's why I had a meeting with Derek last week. I, I am over Wi-Fi on baseball fields right now.
2: Well, we're doing it. We bought some Aruba... Five seventy-sevens, I think. That's who he sold those to? Whoa. He's told me he, he had them, and then he
1: says, Oh, we're out of them now. He sold them to you. I got them. That's, That's for funny. real. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is real. Like, we're gonna have a conversation, Derek.
0: Josh, I recently learned so we we have a brand new school that opened up this year across the street from Fenway Park. Are you guys using Fenway's guest Wi-Fi? Yeah opposite if you're at fenway park you can be on our wi-fi are you kidding me
1: yeah that's hilarious yeah it's pretty awesome i like that that's a cool story so chris finish your story about your stinking baseball fields and wi-fi
2: so we got a quote from provision got these ap's we're scheduled for an install in a couple weeks
1: are you kidding
2: me (laughs) no I'm talking about great service from Provision. <laughs> and Derek and totally
1: told me he's sold out of them.
2: Yep. Parts are in. Install oh, scheduled. Oh, Derek.
1: Licensing, everything ready to roll. So what what okay, let let's talk about this for a minute. Why are you putting Wi-Fi in your baseball field? Because the center fielder don't need Facebook updates while he's playing. Primarily for the press, for media,
2: for radio oh. stations. <laughs> Baseball is a slow um, game. Sometimes you just need for, to pop
1: open your phone.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, <laughs> for the community <laughs> as well. And then uh, on one of those, like the softball field, they're building a new, like a concession stand, like a building. So we'll put yeah. some... I, actually, we're running fiber to that, but we're going to put cameras and stuff on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, fiber to a concession stand. Because the concession
0: stand needs super fast Wi-Fi. Right. They're, well, they, they, take they credit are... Credit.
2: This building... The, long game they're probably going to add more facilities to it yeah so we usually do just that, a wireless bridge for a
0: couple you think of years and then regret it when that's up and running you'll record the podcast from the hot dog stand instead of your house it's it's possible
1: <laughs> so the <laughs> the use case that has brought up this discussion for us has been i don't know if you've heard of this lovely app called um, the Game Changer app with baseball and softball. It allows parents. I, from what I understand, it takes two people, one to more or less film the game, another parent has the app open. And is scoring the game because, you know, baseball has to have its own scoring system and scoring cards and whatever. So as parent one is using the app to film the game, parent two is scoring the game like, you know, uh, ground ball to shortstop throw to first base runner out. Okay. so what the app is apparently able and this is not a sales pitch for Game Changer. Trust me, if it was up to me, I, I would be throwing shade on this company. Um, but apparently what it does is it's smart enough to tie those plays to the to the video and then make clips of the players Let's involved go. so that the parrot, the the player can send them to recruiters. Um, so on our baseball and softball field, connectivity was an afterthought, so we don't have any down there, so parents are using their own data to do that. So the request has come up for us to put Wi-Fi down there so that someone can use devices on our Wi-Fi to film and then to score at the same time. So that's led to a number of discussions um, about that, including one between me and Derek last week, where Derek said he had those access points and then sold them to Chris. So um, Derek and I, were going to have a talk. That's really funny. It is really funny because I literally, he was out there Thursday last week talking to me.
2: Mm. okay listener email from david um in georgia uh a new listener mm, peaches. um it sounds like georgia he's... peach georgia
0: peaches are good i think i have yeah mark yeah yeah okay That's good stuff good stuff georgia georgia gordon Go
2: that was not good all right, David says um, he's been listening to quite a few episodes. He says our production quality <laughs> has definitely improved. Um, but this is what he says. He's, he was at a uh, summer conference uh, with other IT directors and the network staff in Georgia. They had a breakout session on the topic of cyber insurance. He expressed the idea that unless a district requires 100% MFA students and staff, that he thinks eventually uh insurance cybersecurity for schools will be like hurricane insurance on the florida coast uh, that it's just going to be impossible to obtain because it's not going to be offered or it's going to be extremely cost prohibitive uh he thinks it's going to take several years for that to happen as insurers go through cycles of payouts they're going to raise rates and then eventually they're going to reach the conclusion that's just too expensive to provide the coverage and he wants to know if we agree with that or not what's our theory
1: uh so hot take I think he's probably right. I think as these cycles go on over the next 18 months, I think we're going to see a big one here in Missouri in the next three months, four months. Um, I think we're going to start seeing more and more of those requirements on school districts districts from insurance companies. I, I currently sit on a board of directors. I'm a chairperson for a, a quasi-governmental entity, and our cyber renewal is coming up. And they've already been told that the renewal is likely going up two hundred percent um and this is not k twelve related this is this is something else uh entirely so yes, premiums are going up astronomically, and the requirements are going to get more and more and more and more so uh, I think he's right i i as much as I hate the idea and and honestly would fight against the idea of student mfa i th- I think he's probably right. What do you guys think? I I think there is something that has to
0: burst ahead of that, though, and that is that there are certain things that require districts to have cyber insurance. So at least locally to me, there is a independent school requirement that charter schools have insurance and spell out cyber insurance. So insurance companies are seeing, hey, there are school districts that aren't just doing cyber insurance because they want to, but because they have to until that requirement and those kinds of things start to burst. I I cyber insurance is just going to keep climbing. It's going to get worse and worse every year for districts that have had a a cyber breach, it's going to get astronomically expensive. For districts that have never had a had a breach because they're, you know, following the right protocols, installing MFA on every device they can. They're just going to get to the point where they say, well, what, what are we buying? What What is the purpose? They're right. going to drop it and just move towards self-insuring. So yeah, because- I, do, I do think it's going to burst, but I
1: think other things need to, to happen first. So devil's advocate there on that, on that statement, Mark. If, if you're doing everything you can do, you've got MFA everywhere and realistically the reason why you buy insurance is for that potential payout if you take the stance of by god we're not paying these jerks what's the point you know you kind of see where i'm going here if if you're going to take the stance of we're not going to make a payout what's, what's the attractiveness of the insurance? Um, So I, so cyber insurance, there's,
0: there are two parts to it, right? There is the first is the potential of having to do a payout, but the other side of things, which is, I would say, as if not more expensive is the cost to recover. Sure. And, And that's, what's getting more and more expensive. More and more of our districts are online across the board, everything from, Athletics to concession stands require the internet to be able to run, and so baseball fields to baseball fields i mean right yeah. field alone is super expensive to run wi fi to. so those are the things that are getting more and more expensive when you have to get to the point of recovery so it's I don't think it's not- it's necessarily the the payout as it is the recovery costs
1: if if you're a small district let let's take a district that is rural missouri or rural massachusetts or rural kansas and everything georgia, georgia geor- rural georgia georgia great example good peaches Every, i hear great peaches everything let's let's say their it staff their IT, director, hits it waters it boom. what <laughs> <laughs> let's let's say their it staff has taken the strategic direction of we are going to move everything we can to the cloud. That means our, our sys is hosted by Infinite Campus. We use Azure AD. We don't have any local domain controllers. We don't really have any local file servers because we're using Google Drive. Um, everything we can, we've moved to the cloud. There, you, you see where I'm going with this? Are you mitigating that risk? For recovery, by moving all of those things to the cloud,
0: well, when you talk about recovery, you know when you look at districts that have been breached and their recovery costs, and there's a few cities or or districts that have published their recovery costs, sometimes it's just a public records request. I see a lot of it is cost for communications, cost for lawyers, cost yeah. for investigative services, cost for recovery services. And then you see some things linked, looped in there around, you know, moving uh, so and so to the cloud, moving different systems to the cloud. So, the when you have a breach, the cost of the first two weeks, yeah, is what insurance really is going to cover. So I don't know. I, I I don't know if if it's going to get better or worse shifting things to the cloud. I think your recovery costs are still going to be what they are. How far away are we from like
2: Google just requiring it, and they don't m what kind of account it is yeah
1: well, they're already doing it with their personal accounts
2: that's what you kind of hope for, like Google don't give us a choice right
1: but yeah. i but I would still argue that student that student account, man, that is going to be very, very difficult to protect with m f a
2: because you' yeah, like my you, first grader. Right. uh, Yeah.
1: What are you going to do? I mean, is it short? Do they, okay, they've got a password, but they also have some sort of badge, like a clever badge that is- It have to be something like
0: that. It would have to be. It would have to be. And Google recently updated the terms of service for YouTube, right? So you had to identify your accounts that are 13 or below, et cetera, et cetera. I think they could also do the same thing for additional permissions and services within their platform to say- you You've identified who your students are, and we are going to you know lock those accounts off from doing X, y, and z. I think there yeah. are certain things and the same thing with Microsoft, too. there are certain things mm-hmm. that they can do to say, districts, you need to identify who your students are. you need to identify who your, who your staff w- will be and, and your administrators and then the platform has additional components and security wrapped around that to 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 prevent the, those accounts from being
1: escalated or elevated yeah. I I could go I could go with that easily. That's that's a logical solution. Um <clears throat> I was having a conversation with somebody today. Do you know either of you? Do you know any school districts that have dug their heels on I'm sorry, dug their heels in on not enabling MFA. Like taking the stance of this is burdensome Um, this is too much, a bridge too far. Have you heard of anyone saying we are not doing this? I've more heard of the
2: schools that use that language of it's more voluntary. Like they go out of their way to make sure they're saying sentences where they want the teacher to opt in, but they're not going to force it.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: And that usually is because of a union or something like they don't want to get, they don't want to do the whole thing where you're making a teacher use their personal device yeah some discussion we had i had with somebody today and and a a group was the whole thing of if you use your personal device for anything it was going around room or whatever like basically that your phone could be subpoenaed your phone could be taken your phone could be yeah um so they were chasing the rabbit a little bit of even like a two-factor thing or any kind of school related app that once it's on the personal device then that thing is Kind of with the school, so it could be prone to a
0: oh, That drives me crazy. Records request that, or something, you know. That drives like me crazy. The, the The belief that using a district account on a personal device makes mm-hmm. the entire device prone right. to records requests and subpoenas. That school not, school us, Mark. Please that, squash that, it. Public records, public records requests mention nothing about the technology you're using. It is entirely focused on the the record at hand. Now, if that record is on a personal device or a district device, it's still a public record. Mm -hmm. But using a personal device does not make something personal property. Using a district device does not make your personal property district property. The public records request, FOIA, is really around inform- access to information to the public. It, it's, it's up to you as the district or the city entity or the local entity, state or local entity, to identify what those records are and you need to go get them. And being on a personal device or, or a district device doesn't make a difference. But for somebody to say, I, well, this is my personal computer, you can't touch anything that's on here, that's not true. I, I, that's just that kind of stuff that drives me crazy, but also the also the 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 large misconception of if I put a person or a district record on a personal device, everything on that personal device right. is now proper to public. That's not true either so I don't know i could we could spend a whole episode talking about the the misconceptions around FERPA and FOIA and I don't know, whatever you call it in your state, but public records requests. Sunshine. How all that stuff works. Sunshine, how all that stuff works.
2: So we, so then to touch on that and we can move on, we had a, we have like an emergency uh, response app, you know, f- fire alarm goes off, it goes to the phone kind of yep, thing. We do too. Yep. And, and yep. we realized that we had a building that there was hesitancies on putting that thing on because of that clamor stuff going around the building that someone had started and was spreading it around. Like what the heck?
1: Interesting. Yep. Now I will say we had a little hesita- hesitancy and it, it wasn't a lot. It was five or less people about turning on MFA because they were under the, uh, they had it in their head that by turning on MFA and receiving the code to their phone or receiving the prompt to their phone would give the school district access to read their other text messages <laughs> now how how that story get got started who knows but i mean everybody listening understands that that's not the case that's not what happens um so yeah it's it's just funny how those stories start
2: so that's the um, most i've heard i've never heard i'm not heard of like flat out tech department tech leadership administration being against two-factor
0: really no good i don't think anybody's against it it's it it's a challenge of how do you get there
1: right and it's all political right i mean it it, what it comes down to is those political or spending political capital on those conversations um go ahead i want to say that the other part that's really
0: challenging sometimes it's easy to make that decision it's really hard to support it because teachers forget their phones at home it loses charge and all of a sudden your classroom is stuck because the teacher can't get into their account so like your ability in the tech department to support those ventures is just as important,
1: to to a degree. Because, like with Google as an example, Google really, unless you're using a Chromebook or a Chromebox, Google really is only going to prompt you that first time when it when it sees you as a new device on a desktop. Anyway, now Chromebooks are a different story. Um, so, yes, I I understand that concern, Mark. But now, Josh, it, if you listen to the last episode, we explained
2: how you could get that to work on your Chromebook and Chromebox well.
1: Yes. But I will argue with you that when I contacted Google about that, whenever we enforced 2FA and said, hey, every time my teachers are logging into a Chromebook, they're getting prompted to MFA, Google supports the response was, yes, that is the intended result. End of sentence. They want well, those Chromebooks to case. be prompted every time. We, yeah, we, we did fix it last week, didn't we? Yeah, you, you yep, turn yep, on the show log in, prior logins or whatever, right? Me, Mark, and a listener. Yep, Mostly yeah. the listener. but Yeah, it's, it's a known workaround. I'll, and I'll call it that. It's a workaround. But you, but you, did, you didn't know it. I mean, we, no, we I let, did too. We let know you it. know. We let you know. I knew it. We I knew know.
2: it a year ago, Smarty. Why didn't you say it on the episode where you talked about it?
1: Because I don't want people to work it around. <laughs> Chris, why don't you tell us about Rise visions? Uh-oh. Is he frozen? Oh, is Bar- no. Is he's Barbie- frozen again. Are they downloading Barbie Is this me
2: messing up again.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh.
1: Seriously, you need Are to, you here? like, hold I'm off here, on the but-
0: baseball field and focus on your home yeah right.
1: can you get that that point-to-point wi-fi to your house instead of the baseball
2: field <laughs> okay rise vision a proud sponsor of the k-12 tech talk podcast most schools struggle to communicate with students parents staff and their community chris at rise struggles vision, to
1: communicate at home
2: i know at rise vision they provide digital signage that improves okay <laughs> We apologize to Rise Vision. We apologize we know that to Rise we know you oh, really oh want to gosh. support us. Rise Vision, schools struggle to communicate with their students, staff, parents, and their community. Did you guys get that part? Yep. But Rise Vision, they help with digital signage, so that you can have good communication and good positive school culture. Did you guys catch that?
1: Yes. All we right. We all want a- good school culture.
2: That's a that's a real deal. I'm gonna put a link to a YouTube testimonial in the podcast description. This is I'm on Windows 11 now at home. You think that's the culprit? No, No, it's Barbie. It's the Barbie
1: app. Yep. So Rise Vision, how how can we get hold of Rise Vision? You can go to risevision.com.
2: You can email Shay. Let me pull that up if I even can.
1: Can Rise Vision help you get better internet at home?
2: Maybe. Shea darrelson, uh S-H-E-A dot darrelson D-A-R-L-I-S-O-N at risevision.com.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's one thing that we've looked at doing um, several different times. We haven't really bit on anything, any one solution to do any sort of digital signage or stuff like that in our environment, but... Man, I'm telling you, the schools that do it right and and have it down, that stuff just looks slick. And yep. and I'll, I mean, it sounds like a stupid sales pitch, but it's not. Most of the time, whenever I go to see, you know, I kind of look behind the TV and I look like a weirdo that I'm trying to steal something off the back of the TV. I look, and it's a Rise Vision appliance on the back of the TV, or you know, it's some sort of it's it. The back end is Rise Vision. I was um, going to
2: say we do a lot of Chrome Sign Builder stuff, and there's a significant difference between oh what a yeah. Google slideshow looks like on that Absolutely. versus Rise Vision
1: stuff. Yes, Rise Vision does it right. Um, so if you're in you're in that market, um, definitely definitely take a look at at Rise Vision and the offerings that they can they can give you. <laughs> um, so I had a I we had another listener email about resetting student passwords um this this listener comes to us from shawala walla washington which is a pretty cool <laughs> name to say um i'm not sure what the name of the district is i don't know if it's shawala walla district or or what um but they ran into a problem they they issued a password reset for their students and does oh, the listener have a name uh james james from Shawalla walla um it, hang on i'm being texted by our producer. That I'm breathing heavy. If I, I'm. I apologize if I'm breathing heavy. I've been Who's drinking, producer? and I. When I drink, I breathe heavy. So if that's coming across, I apologize to the listeners. Is, um, it, is it Corey? Well, that was the email. That was the text message from the producer. You sound like Corey. Knock it off. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Did you and take the, that as a compliment or an no, insult? I, I mean, and tip the producers my kids sitting behind me deep um cut. deep cut i know mm-hmm. he he liked cory though him and cory got along um, oh i thought we were friends i know um so james at shawalawala <laughs> they they issued student password resets and as they were getting into it the first day of the password reset they started uh their students were starting to be prompted with captcha's not when they hit google or go to classroom you know we had that problem at our school at the beginning of the school year um we think google was just seeing so much traffic that they were starting to flag stuff but i what james said he thinks is going on is they their schools use carts and what he thinks was happening was that the student was changing their password on device number 1 they would go they would end up getting logged in they'd go and do something else they'd come back with a different device device number 2 or 3 they would attempt to log on well google google is seeing that the last 3 transactions for that account are a password reset a login on device 1 and then a login on device 2 well that's super sus right like they're going to flag sus. that super sus so they're going to flag that and and require some sort of Almost like MFA, and that's as I was reading James from Shawala email. That's I almost bought into the idea of okay, this is where student MFA makes sense. But I'm I'm still on the fence of I think it's stupid. Um, but they it wasn't all of their students, he said it was just a, a handful of students that was experiencing this. They contacted Google support, Google claims they were gonna try and go in the back end and remove that um that captcha from those accounts but um he said they were waiting and seeing if that was going to take effect and help them out so i guess results are to be determined interesting whose dog was that mark
0: um
1: it was mark that was mine um yeah so james we appreciate your email thank you very much showawa wawa showawa wala don't, um, don't insult the listeners you just <laughs> yeah they can't pick where they live um yeah chris speaking speaking of <laughs> speaking of <Chihuahua-wawa, laughs> Uh
2: josh and i are going to the Mornet conference here in october yep we're gonna head down on october 18th just as the teachers are leaving and then we will be hanging out with the techs on the 19th and 20th. We will be set up as the podcast, the official and, podcast. Yeah, the official podcast of the Mornet conference. And I did legit order a fat head of Mark on a buffalo <laughs> and it has been shipped. But what I did is I cut it is Mark and his torso and you see some of buffalo so you can like Put Mark on your back, and you are the buffalo. We'll take your picture. <laughs> tweet it, tweet it out
1: after the conference. Can we send this to Mark's dad? Yeah, like a photo <laughs> dump of all these people. No, I mean the fat head. Oh, yeah, maybe.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> my because my family would really like a bunch of people from Missouri uh, taking their picture with with me.
1: Yes, I think we need to send the fat head Mark's dad. Marks, I think Mark's dad would appreciate that uh my parents mark. listened
0: to, they found out i was on a podcast and listened to one episode and they just happened to pick the mark on a buffalo episode oh really <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah that's awesome
2: that's happening i bought new we 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 bought new stickers as well yes
1: i uh, was we'll yeah stickers so what was out dan uh listener dan is going to a conference where was that was that michigan or minnesota i always get confused so yeah I listener think he's, dan go ahead man, i'm gonna look He's he's listener Dan. He's listened forever. Um, he I think he was one of like Corey's OG fans. Yeah, um, he's going to a conference and he's asked for some stickers. So I think Chris is going to send him some stickers to pass out at that conference. So if you are at the Chris's it's made it up. M.A.D.E.S.
2: Let's yes. Them. Up. I thought it was M A E M A E. Yeah.
1: Michigan, Michigan, M-A-E-D-S. So, so if you were at the Maids Conference in Michigan coming up, I think he said at the end of October. Yep. Um. Looks like it's October 26th through the 28th. We're going to send Dan some stickers.
2: Yeah. Keep an eye out for Dan. So Dan and, thinks uh, he's getting like one sticker for his laptop, but we're going to. Dan, if you're listening, this is news to you. We're <laughs> going to send you a bunch of stickers to pass
1: out to your colleagues. Yep. Pass them out. Leave them on the breakfast tables at the breakfast buffet. Put them next to the cantaloupe. You know, mm. Take a piece of cantaloupe, take a sticker. Cantaloupe the peaches. Tantal- Georgia peaches, probably.
2: Did you guys listen? What was that? President's of the United States? Peaches? No. no. Yeah, peaches come song. from a can. They will put them by me. All right. In a factory downtown.
1: On that note.
2: <laughs> and if I have my
0: little way,
1: I'd eat peaches every day. T- you guys know that? No. So, um, oh, Mark's shaking his head that he does those. I, I don't know this. I'm, yeah. I, I'm to tell you my genre of music. I will be attending the Garth Brooks concert this weekend in Branson. Maybe with places. a line. Uh,
2: No. Like, are you a Garth Book, Brooks poser?
1: Three songs. No. I, go. got friend, I got go. friends. Three songs. I got, go. The dance, the river. Friends in Little Places, okay. uh, there's more. Uh, one, sh- what, the one about Cheyenne, One Night in Cheyenne, something like that. Yeah, we're going to the Garth Brooks concert, man. I think
2: that's a cool. And choice. then we're going
1: glamping. Mm. We're going glamping in a tent. What? It, yeah, I'll send you the video. Glamping. What? You
2: in a just t- said a new word. What is that word?
1: Glamping? You've never you heard glamping? of glamping? Glamping? Your wife would be all over glamping. Chris. What is a
2: glamp?
0: Chris, what do you, before you Google it, what do you think it is?
2: I don't know. It doesn't sound right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cool. see. Okay. Yeah, we're going glamping a Big Cedar. I got you. Uh, with, Garth, with Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> hmm. um, all right. Any closing thoughts for this week, gentlemen? K12techpro.com. New articles are up. Oh, yeah. We're back. So if you're going to be at the Mornet Conference, come see us. If you're going to be at the Maids Conference, go see Dan and get a sticker for your laptop or your water jug water uh thermos um keep an eye out for the cyber fema uh grant that's coming from your states um yeah i guess that's it mfa right enable mfa we need to end the we need to end every episode with enable mfa
2: no i i got my new line i said it last time what was it this has been k12 tech talk no i said i said We are K 12 Tech Talk and so are you. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's my jam. All right. We are right. K 12 Tech Talk and so are you. We're gonna we're gonna cut this part out, right? Yeah, we'll we'll cut this out. Okay. Yeah. All What's right. your thing? I don't know. MFA?
1: MFA. Uh so yeah. You thanks could, for yeah, listening. You could say MFA and like it's like cool. Sure. MFA? Yeah. Uh that's how Corey says it. Um So share us with your friends, your meeting groups. Uh, Chris had a meeting group today, and he shared us with like seventy-five different school districts. uh, Share us around your states. We are we are gathering steam. I will say, over the last month, we've probably had more listeners over a month's period of time than we have yet, and I think that's uh, due to some of the content and the interviews that we've had. So because we we are K twelve
2: Tech Talk, and so are you.
1: Yeah, we are the we are we are the one and only K twelve Tech Talk, and we appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you have ideas, subjects, you want to, you want us to talk about, be like James from Shawala, email us, Chris, what's our email address? K12 tech talk
2: at gmail.com
1: at gmail.com. We're on Twitter as well. K12 tech talk pod. Uh, I believe Chris has a LinkedIn page for us as, as well. So tweet yeah. us, email us link, linked us link, LinkedIn us, um, no, not no, no, give us. us some feedback. We appreciate you listening. See you next week. Thanks.